It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. My guest is a man with a mat and a mission, and a story will explain his devotion to yoga. Dre Gardner teaches yoga and wellness with Dre at Area 15, an immersive playground experience in Las Vegas, on select Saturdays. For ticket information to yoga and wellness with Dre, go to area15.com, and for more information on Dre, go to yogadg.com, and you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Dre Gardner. And Dre, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Before you talk about your introduction to yoga and why you got to where you are and the reason you sought it all out, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I was born in uh, California, uh, South Central Los Angeles, moved to Orange County in uh, junior high school, and basically went to junior high school, high school in Orange County, uh, shot away to college, Chico State, Cal State Fullerton, ended up graduating from UNLV. And that's how I ended up staying in Vegas. Well, well-rounded. Okay. I like that. There was an accident that you had that drew you to yoga. Tell us a little bit about that and why you sought yoga out versus medical treatment or in addition to medical treatment and other approaches. You know, I was dealing with back issues for a great portion of my life where my back was just always, you know, not comfortable. And uh, finally, in 2006, they decided uh, to do back surgery, and I declined. I said no. So I went home crying and did research, and acupuncture and hot yoga kept popping up. And one of my really close friends had just got diagnosed with hypertension, high blood pressure, and type 2 diabetes. And they told the doctors, told him, hey, man, if you do this hot yoga stuff, you might be able to kick this before it gets bad. So he came by and picked me up. And uh, I walked to my first yoga class on the cane. And signed up for what they call a 30-day challenge. And after probably about 15, day 16, the cane was gone. And I continued on the mission. After 30 days, I turned around and did another 30 days. So I did 60 days of yoga straight, never knew anything about it. And it changed my life so much that I decided to become an instructor and share this message of healing. When you first started out, you mentioned hot yoga. Now, that's when you do it in a very, let us say, sweaty room. Yes. <laughs> so it's not for everyone, but obviously no. it worked for you. I thought about trying it once or twice because I have done Hatha Yoga, and Hatha Yoga has been a no yoga at all, as I like to say. Right. And there's, there's religious approaches to yoga. There's physical-only approaches like Hatha Yoga to yoga. And you took the hot yoga. Was it uncomfortable for you going through that particular hot yoga course because of the heat? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know. Yoga continues to be the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I, I just, I embrace it. It's, it's spiritual to me. You know, when I went to training, I went to Bikram training in 2007, and we ate. I uh, had a seizure in training because of dehydration and the heat. So I went down, I was in the hospital for four days. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life. I like what you said because you didn't simply say, well, now that I've been doing yoga for so long and teaching yoga, it's easy. You actually said, no, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So oh, it continues to be. Yeah, and it continues to be. So that's a, a significant statement because most people think that once you master or 
get on top of it and are competent in it, it's relatively easier than someone just starting out initially, and yet it's still hard for you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always tell people it's okay to admire somebody's practice, but you never know the road they had to travel to get to where they are. Nobody ever looks at me like, yo, you were on the cane at one time, you were in the diaper. Like, I, I don't get that. You had spine surgery? Yeah. So, you know, you never know what somebody went through to get to where they are. So there's no comparing, no competing. If you're going to compare or compete, you compare it compete against yourself. It's also something that you, as you indicated, you dedicated your life, you dedicate your life to. And yes. even though it's hard, the alternative to not doing it is back pain. Yeah. So you've made that decision that as hard as it may be, you're going to continue to do it for the rest of your life. Yes. If I don't do it, my body breaks down. So, you know, I'm kind of like uh, in a weird symbiotic relationship with yoga because, uh, yeah, without it, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't do the things that I need to do that are necessary for me to drive in life. You know, with a broken body, nothing, nothing's cool. When you started this journey, did you see yourself becoming a yoga instructor? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I went into yoga purely for the physical, to fix my back. And in the process of me fixing my back, it changed my life. Are people that know you from the beginning, relatives, lifelong friends, are they amazed at your transition, your transformation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I used to be a, a very uh, aggressive individual. I was very combative. I was a fighter. You know, I wrestled jujitsu, street fights. So, you know, and I, now I'm a, <laughs> it's a total 180. But, I'm a peaceful <laughs> I'm a peaceful pugilist now. <laughs> I'm a peaceful pugilist. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come That's on, Ira. Come on, man. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right that you're you're not you don't have that anger, you don't have that aggressiveness, but you can tell that you came from that because you you're not exactly the most mellow yoga instructor I've ever talked with. In other words, yeah. you, the, the part of you is really tuned in to the now and to the street and to the, you're, you're looking at things. And so it's an interesting combination in that sense. Does that make sense? 100%. You know, what was ironic is my, uh, my yoga guru, Dharma Mitra made a statement and he said, keep the integrity of the yoga, but it's time that we upgrade the operating system and hard drives of yoga because, you know, they're, they're just, they're not conducive to what's going on in today's society. If we want to continue to have yoga grow and expand, we need to update the operating system. We can't run off the old Apple operating system or the Macintosh operating system from 1972, and here we are in 2022. Or even you worse, know, yoga, the, the Windows operating old. system. Yeah, yoga's 400 years old, but you know, in order for us to really continue to, to grow it, we have to just keep the integrity intact, but update how, how it's delivered. From your approach, how do you instruct your pupils and people that attend your classes, such as, as Area 15, and we'll talk a little bit more specifically about that in a little while, but how do you approach it where you're bringing up that operating system to a modern situation where you're, you're upgrading everything, and yet at the same time, you're retaining the essence? Yes, yes. You know, it, it's ironic because I come from, you know, what I consider humble beginnings in regards to yoga because I was broken. So most people, you know, when they start a race, they're at the start finish line, their toes right at the line, they're, they're ready to go. 
for me, it, it took me probably two months just to get to the start line to start making progress because I was broken. So I teach for very, very beginners. I know all the slow stuff. I, you know, that's where I come from. But because I've gotten so many hours in and went through so many trainings, I know how to do the advanced stuff too. So I teach for the beginner, but the black belts that are in the room, show what you got. Yeah, and you're ready for it. I think what makes you interesting, Dre, is your background as well. Because as you mentioned, you started in South Central LA, you went out to Orange County. So you went from black to white, <laughs> figuratively, and maybe yeah. literally. You know, what's well. you know, ironic is that, uh, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that you say that, because we went from South Central Los Angeles, but in moving to Orange County, we moved to Santa Ana. So Santa Ana at the time was, was the hub for African-Americans, you know, in, in the, in the uh, late, late 70s, early 80s. And I think Hispanics as well. Hispanics as well, yeah. 100%. So it was just a, it was, it was a melting pot. The Samoans, the Tongans, like they all came to Santa Ana. I think the Vietnamese so was, are in, in that Vietnam, area. Vietnamese, Westminster, right. you have Laos. We had them all. So really, it was, it, was, it was a beautiful thing, like a rainbow coalition. And I think the reason, as I earlier indicated, that you're unique in that because of your background, you can relate to a wide variety of people. And I think a lot of, and this, I'm not, I don't like to generalize, but Yoga instructors that I've encountered over the years, so I'll just go by from my personal experience, tend to be from a certain either geographical location or class location or socioeconomic location or level. And as a result, their approach is one way. And yes, you could buy into it, but it may not be you. So you're, right. you're, you're, they're asking you to accept how they're coming from. You, I think, would be much more approachable. And your approach is also much more varied. So you can interact with a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds and make yoga work, which I think is, as you said, updating the operating system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my goal is, is to try to, to tap into you regardless of what age, race, color, socioeconomic class. That's one thing that yoga has really uh, done for me is I, I was able to cross bridges I was never able to cross before and bring people together, you know, and yoga has been a healing modality and it started off as just yoga, but it really, you know, I found out about self-love through this whole yoga experience, because if you don't love yourself, a thousand yoga classes mean nothing, you know, 500 CrossFit classes, you can run six marathons, Deepak Chopra's best friend, Tony Robbins, <laughs> personal assistant. If you don't love yourself, none of this shit works, Ira. <laughs> You're right. And I think also people sometimes get intimidated by the concept of yoga, not so much the physicality of it, but what they may, from their point of view, be indoctrinated in. And that goes back to my earlier point that you really have to approach people at their level and say, hey, look, I'm in your case, I'm teaching it because it made some major, major changes in my life and physically and obviously spiritually and emotionally, all that. But I think initially you can grab people's interest by just showing them what happened to you physically by Learning yoga. Yes, 100%. We're a subtotal of everything that we've been through in life. We're every second, every minute, every hour, every day, week, month, and year of our life. And, you know, I'm able to really talk about the things I've, I've been through. And I think that's really what, how I'm able to help so many people. Because I've been through the shit. I don't talk about nothing I haven't been through. If I, if I haven't been through it, I don't talk about it. But if I've been through it, I'm going to speak on it. I, I, I'm not the... Uh, the teacher who teaches from, per se, books. 
I teach from experience. Yeah, in your case, you indicated earlier, it's hard and the learning never stops. Everyday life's a blessing and we got to look at it as such. You know, if, if not, you know, if we wake up with the same shit, different day attitude, that's just what life's going to give back to us because what we put out to the universe comes back to us multiplied. So we have to be mindful of the energy that we're emitting as well as the energy we around, that we allow ourselves. Do you hear back from students that have been involved with you from four, five, six years ago? Do they come back and say that they've continued the process of learning yoga? They appreciate what you taught them and how you gave them an introduction to it? It's, it, you know, it's, it's just so many stories that have popped up over the years, you know, suicide prevention, you name it, multiple sclerosis. I'm working with somebody right now. It's called good pastures disease. Like I, I'm working with so many people that, you know, just need a helping hand to push through whatever physical maladies they may have. But, you know, the bottom line is regardless of what you're going through, self-love is the key. You got to love yourself enough to struggle. If I listened to my doctors, I wouldn't be walking now. Are they amazed? Did you ever go back and visit some of those doctors and say, hey, look at me now? Uh, I do see a couple of my doctors, but not my surgeon who actually did my spine surgery. He's no longer in Las Vegas. After that whole insurance shakeup thing happened, he left. But I still see, you know, my chiropractors, my physical therapists, and, and I see them on a regular basis just to keep my body in tune. But they're amazed, I am, I'm sure, of your progress. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, they, they know it took a, a lot of work, took a lot of tears. It took a lot of frustration, but, you know, it, persistence. Persistence and patience is what got me here. You know, when, when motivation ends, discipline is what kicks in. You're right about that. Persistence and patience, which not everybody has, especially in today's society. You have to really... They want everything now. They want the get-rich-quick scheme. And one thing about yoga, you know, you can't wish it. You can't gift it. You can't, you know, bequeath it. You have to put the work in. It period. Is not, yeah, Nobody it, can do it for you. Yeah, it's not instant gratification. Absolutely right. No. Yeah. No. Have you thought about writing a book on your unique approach to yoga? You know, it's funny that you say that. Uh, I'm working on a book now that's uh, just going to be 365 Dreisms. So, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 365 Dreisms. It's actually right here. Ira. So, yeah, Great. Yeah, look at that. I see I'm it. Done, I see man. it. <laughs> I'm almost done, brother. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so that'll be the start. And then from there, you know, I think other things will open up. I just want to kind of test the waters and I do get writer's block. So I've been trying to, you know, write a book for a while, but I get writer's block. So I decided to do this first and then go from there. Well, that's an excellent way to do it because I think all of us have writer's block. And I find myself that if I write in short blocks or one-liners, I, I can at least produce stuff. And, and, right. and a book is a, a daunting project, but I think you solved it by doing that Dreism for each day of the year. That's a yeah. great idea. And then what you can do is you won't have a year. It won't have a year on it. So it just you can re, you can just reuse it every year. It's going to say you know January first, January second, January third, and every day you flip it and and it'll have, and it'll sit on your desk like this. So it'll be a flip top like calendar. So it looks like a book, but you kind of roll it over. Yeah, January it should 1st. be. I was going to think it would be work it really well as a calendar as well. So a book and calendar, perfect idea. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The next thing you have to do is start a daily podcast where you get one Dreism a day. By <laughs> I'm loving you, Ira. Hey, one Dreism a day. I love the way you think. 
big man. Uh, Andreas and Madej keeps a doctor away. How about that? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Ira, are you going to come to Area 15? I'm going to come to you. Yeah, I will come to Area 15. You know what? I haven't had a chance to be over in that. I'm very aware of the concept over there, but I've yet to actually been there physically because I've I've been out of town and doing other stuff. But yes, I will come by. I How did you decide to get together with Area 15? Now, just for our listeners who are familiar with Area 15, some of them, our listeners obviously are not in Las Vegas, but elsewhere around the world. Area 15 is not Area 51. So no. you will be able to see Dre. In Area 51, you can't see Dre. They won't let you in. But in Area no. 15 on the Strip... You can see Dre and you can sign up for his class. So how did you get together with Area 15? How did that all work? Uh, when Area 15 uh, first opened, they approached me about, you know, doing some wellness in the community. And then, you know, COVID, Omicron, everything happened. So it got pushed back. And then they uh, we reconnected. And the person who's running their PR out there she basically called me. She's one of my ex-yoga students. And she said, Dre, they want to run a yoga initiative here. And I said, if, anything, if anybody's going to do it, it'll be you. And so she said, I put my name on you. Are you ready? And I said, absolutely. And we set dates. And then they just got, we started, we were supposed to start in December. It just kept getting pushed back because, you know, again, we had to keep our eye on Omicron and, absolutely. and COVID. So yes, absolutely. Finally, we launched in March. Things are lighting up. And, you know, everybody needs to heal. How long is the class that people sign up for? The class is 65, 70 minutes. Okay, good. Yeah. And you add a B-Y-O-M, bring your own mat, which is important. Bring your own mat. Yeah. That's the, there's nothing worse than having to, even if you wipe it with antiseptic, somebody else's mat to use it, there's still something, Just to, it's better to have your own mat. Hell yeah. It's like using somebody else's toothbrush. Right, exactly, exactly. And there's something about yoga that because of the nature of yoga, you don't really want to use someone else's mat. You really want to have your own. That's your, D, that's your DNA on that mat. Like, that's, that's your blood, sweat, and tears. My mats are like, <laughs> like, 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 uh, what I'll say, almost like belts that you would get in martial arts. Right. I put, I put many hours on my mats. So what you're, tell, what you're telling me is you now have a black mat as opposed to a black belt. Black belt. Yeah. I do got a blue belt. I do got a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I've, I've, <laughs> I've done a lot. I spent a lot of my life on, on, on mats, whether it be yoga mat, wrestling mat, or jiu-jitsu mat. <laughs> and what's the average size of a class? I, I am assuming you limit it to a, a certain number. You don't want to have 150 people there because it's a, it gets a little crazy, wouldn't it, for that many people? Well, the room could fit probably about 300 mats. Right wow. now, we're pushing a, we're pushing the numbers up to like 100, 120. I think they released 120 tickets. That's we impressive. That's a, I have to tell you, that's impressive because in my mind, I thought that would be too many people for you, but clearly you can handle it. Oh, pre-COVID, I, were, I was doing six, seven, 800 people events. I'm going to show you a picture real quick, Ira. All right. You see that picture? Yes, I do. That's 870 people. Amazing. At Red Rock. That one is 600 at Red Rock. Amazing. That one is inside Clark County Detention Center because I teach in the prisons. I bet that helps a lot when you go to the Clark County Detention Center. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, especially if people really get into it. I know there are people that are skeptical or who are don't want to, as you said, put the work in. But if they're willing to do it, I bet they look forward to you coming each time. Life-changing. I, I still keep in contact with some of the uh, inmates that have since been released. And, you know, they're just in a happy place thanking, thanking me for, you know, bringing yoga into their life. 
Have you thought about also, and I mentioned about the book, but have you thought also about doing videos as well? Because you can only spread yourself so thin and you can't reach everybody in the world. Have you thought about maybe starting to do a series of videos? Absolutely. Uh, we're actually in, a, in the process of possibly launching some uh, virtual classes from Area 15. That's a good idea. immersive space. Right. That's so there, 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 there's some cool things in the work. I, I just more or less, uh, I've always been the person, do what you do best and outsource the rest. So when things happen organically and the people who have, you know, have their video audio situation and lock, Dre, let's come together. You do yours. I'll do mine. Let's put it out to the world. Yeah, I like that. When you and I haven't yet, as I mentioned, been to Area 15, but I do plan on coming. Uh, did you have your? You have a designated area clearly for the classes. You said it holds up to about 300 people. Yes. So, so when they come in, they've already got their ticket that they've purchased online. They go right to that location and come yes. in with their mat. Okay. Yes, it's all it's all the way in the back. So as soon as you walk into Area 15, you just walk all the way into the back, and it's the biggest room. It's the immersive room, and uh, yeah, it's an incredible experience. Can they bring water as well? Because clearly you can get, as you mentioned, with the hot yoga that you used to be involved in, you got dehydrated. They actually provide water for you there. Okay. So, so, they, so they, they, they do have water for you there. So all you really got to do is just bring it, bring in your mats, you know, your towel and your smile. And give us a sense of how you approach it, not necessarily taking us through each aspect of it, but just, I, I assume there's an introduction especially for people who have never taken yoga before. So you get them yes. a little bit more comfortable with the concept. You probably tell them a little bit about yourself so they see that you can relate to them. And yes. then and then you begin a, a slow introduction to it. Yes. Okay. Which would and be that introduction, basically, it, you know, people think that yoga is this physical practice. That's just a ripple in an ocean of yoga. Yoga is a breathing exercise where we happen to move. So if you're just doing the movements without the breath, you're doing calisthenics. I like the, the way you, thing, I like the way you said that about breathing. You know, that's the main thing. Exercise more so than the move is you got to make sure you're breathing, and then you can move. And we, you know, we're the most intelligent species on the planet, but we're also the worst breathers. Yeah, that is causes, true. <laughs> which causes major major health problems with with, with human beings. Like, right. Right. There's no reason why we should be breathing through our mouth, but we do constantly. So that causes our whole jaw, facial teeth, everything changes. Our whole facial structure changes because we, we mouth breathe. Hyperventilate, high blood pressure, hypertension. Uh, what's next? Uh, the CPAP. You know, I got sleep apnea now. Snoring. That's all. You, 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 you don't age gracefully when your mouth gets involved in your breathing. That's a very good point. Those of us who are vain will take that to heart and learn to breathe from the diaphragm, not from the mouth. That's shallow breath. Right. That's shallow breath. That's, well, many of us are, Trey, many of us are shallow people, so that's why we do that. I love you, bro. <laughs> that that's why everybody needs yoga. Exactly. Everybody needs yoga, there'll be no war. <laughs> there'll be no war. So I assume that you don't do anything in the initial class that's too strenuous in the sense that there's downward dog probably and a few other poses that you do that people come away from and go, you know what? I'm coming back. You're not going to, yeah. you're not, you're going to tax them, but in a, but in a gentle way. 100%. Okay. 100%. Now that, I like that. Have you thought about changing your name to Dre Yoga as opposed to Dre Gardner? To Dre, excuse me? To Dre, have you thought about changing your name to Dre Yoga instead of Dre Gardner? We're actually, uh, 
Yoga DG is my website. So Yoga DG, Yoga Dre Gardner is my Yoga DG.com is my website. Right. But if you did, if you did, if you spun records, it'd be uh, Yoga DJ instead. You know, it's funny that you say that too, because I'm a DJ. So I, go, <laughs> I, I go by Brother Dre. <laughs> This my this my this my equipment right here, man. Oh, this there is, you go. Like, Dre, Dre is showing hey, at me. Hey, hey, look, you see you see drums over there. Yeah, there's flutes in there. Yeah. Yep. There's there's a, there's a steel drum over here. <laughs> there's more drums over there. There's flute there. He's hey, got hey, this is, he's got everything going, ladies and gentlemen. You can't see we, it, we but I it. can see it, so it's great. We do it. <laughs> well, I because I I'm a DJ. I spin seventy eight RPM records. So there you go. Wow, you just you spin seventy eight, huh? Get out of here. Just Dude, kidding. Really? Just kidding. Most people don't even know what seventy eights are. I know. I purposely That's did that to, to age myself. I wanted to do that. <laughs> I could have said forty five or thirty three on third but that's okay man like, you were 78 i was shocked I was like, <laughs> now you have been a fascinating guest because you've, you've you've talked about the subject of your life and i like the fact that you tie it all in if you have one piece of advice and you already gave us one about the breathing which is very important you have one more before we go what would be the second most important piece of advice you would give to somebody Right now, Dre is thinking. He's breathing deeply from the diaphragm to come up with that second piece yes. of important advice. He Without stillness and silence and sitting with self, life becomes a blur. If you're looking for somebody to complete you, look in the mirror and love the person that you see. And if you don't love that person, you stay in the mirror until you do. Because the most important relationship that you have in this lifetime is the one you have with yourself. You are the most important project in this lifetime. And if that relationship is subpar at best, every other relationship will be just that at best. So really, you know, the journey inward is the most important journey there is. And if you want to be a, a, a beautiful person, we have to heal. Everybody has to heal. And if you think that, you know, life is perfect for you and you're not taking any accountability or responsibility for what's going on in your life, you're the problem. You know, it's time to stop pointing fingers and start owning, you know, up to the fact that life's not conspiring against you. Sometimes you're conspiring against you and you don't even know it. Your energy speaks before you say a word. So be mindful of what you're putting out. And if you want life to become a blessing, wake up and be a blessing. Great advice and a great way to leave it. My guest has been Dre Gardner, who offers yoga and wellness with Dre at Area 15, an immersive playground experience in Las Vegas, on select Saturdays. For ticket information to yoga and wellness with Dre, go to area15.com. And for more information on Dre, go to yogadg.com and follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Dre Gardner. Dre, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, I truly appreciate you, man. It was a treat talking to you. Have a wonderful day. Same here. See you next time. Blessings and namaste. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah,